listeners and welcome to Testify on Eden FM. Yes, we're well into the first week of July already. I really, really can't believe it. But here we are. And thank God that we are still able to breathe and that we are in the space to be together again this evening. Thank you so much for tuning in. So this evening I have a guest with me again and I'm so glad that she is in my presence. Um, I've just recently got to know her, but wow, how our friendship has grown. And dear listeners, I'm sure that you're going to understand from our conversation this evening just why it was so easy to establish a friendship with this lady. And her name is Aaron Dean. Good evening, Aaron Dean. How are you? Hi, Ingrid. Thank you for having me on the show. I am very well and Thankful to be here with you today. Fantastic. Arendine and I met through a training course that I did recently, and uh, we actually did it through Zoom, and oh my word, what a new experience, but what a fascinating experience as well. Um, and uh, Arendine, you've been doing a lot of that at the moment. Yes, doing Zoom training and so forth. How do you find the experience? I really enjoyed the opportunity to bond with my learners on another level. And the amazing thing is when I normally facilitate training, I always end up, at, at the end, I'm friends with my learners. So I start as learners and then at the end we are always friends and we look for opportunities. And I thought, I was worried about it because I thought Zoom was going to be so different. But it was such an amazing experience. I made the most amazing friends and it was just, uh, I... I was really blessed by technology mm-hmm. during COVID-19 and to also just expand and, and realize there's many ways that you can do something if you want to do something. Yes. So can you hear that excitement in that tone of voice and why it was so easy to establish a friendship with this young lady? So I'm going to introduce, I'll ask Arundine to introduce herself so that she can give you a bit of background about who she is uh, before we go to, into our conversation this evening. So Arundine, please tell the listeners who you are and just a little bit about yourself so that they can get to know you. Okay, so my name is Arundine Legrancy. It's always difficult if somebody asks me to introduce myself because um, I like to be humble and, and, and I don't really want to put myself forward always, but um, I am, you know, at the, at the wrong side of 40. Two kids, <laughs> a husband that's a professional civil engineer, and I've had an amazing adventure of life. It's been an amazing adventure, full of roller coaster moments and beautiful testimonies. Lovely. And this evening we're going to be privileged to one of those testimonies because, as you know, dear listeners, the series that we've been running called Ignite with WordSpread Foundation has been guiding us in terms of how to tell our testimony um, and how to evangelize. And this evening, my guest is going to share one of those experiences, or maybe a few as they interlink with, with each other, about her life story and what she can tell you about God, um, his, his being faithful, His grace, and His glory. 
We're going to go to a song at this stage, and when we come back, I'm going to ask Orandine to to just let us know about you know her faith, her faith experience, and the wonderful grace of God. So we're going to listen to our first song, and this is an absolute favorite of Orandine's. I know it is, and it is "Blessed Be Your Name" by Matt Redman. Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM. I am Ingrid Carly Moses, and with me I have a wonderful, bubbly, friendly, uh, sunshine uh, lady called Orandine Lachranzi. And Orandine uh, is my guest this evening, and she's going to tell us her story. Orandine, I'm not going to confine you in terms of a particular topic. I know we've spoken about uh, ministry for women, we've spoken about entrepreneurship, um, and I know your life has been full of experiences, and just as you were saying yourself, a roller coaster ride, and you've got so much to tell. And so like in our previous conversation, I'd like to leave you with opportunity to lead your testimony this evening. Thank so you, please. Ingrid. <laughs> Thank you. You're there's so much that excites me about life. Um, but I would like to tell the listeners a bit about my background, where I come from, just, you know, this part of my introduction, really. I was a pastor's daughter. And my dad was just... I wouldn't say he was a normal person in so many ways because he was a man of great faith. They used to call him the faith giant of his church. And I grew up in a house where miracles was a daily occurrence. We lived by faith. He didn't get a salary as such. But we never lacked in anything. But my dad was also an old school And he didn't specifically believe that women would uh, be successful. He he was thinking that I would get married, have children, be a housewife, a good wife to my husband, good wife to my husband. That was his dream for me. And um, so he never, you know, he said, "Well, if you have your matric, that's more than enough. That's all that you need." And I want to say this also to women, where they sometimes maybe feel that they didn't get that education, they didn't go study further, or they didn't have those opportunities, because maybe they were also boxed. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we, um, this is the place of a woman and that's what a woman's supposed to do. But I want to say this, my dad's not alive anymore. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize at the time, he taught me three things. Mm. And that was actually all that I needed to be successful in life. Mm. And the first thing is to have faith. The second thing was to work as if I work for God. Amen. With integrity. And that's the three things. He said, Mm -hmm. if you work, work like you work for God. Mm -hmm. Have faith Mm -hmm. and always work with integrity. And those three things formed the basis of my further adventures and my success in business. So today, I would like to speak to our learners, uh, our, our, sorry, learners, <laughs> to our listeners about entrepreneurship, because mm-hmm. I've got an amazing story to tell as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So when I finished school, I started working at Santam, loved every minute of it, and soon the CEOs of Santam was writing letters to me to thank me for amazing service. Because I always had the serving heart. My dad was a servant. He was uh, a shepherd. He always used to say, this is my biggest calling to be a shepherd. And I had that serving heart. And whenever I dealt with my clients, I always had the serving heart. And I always used to think, I I used to look at those letters from the CEO of Santa, thanking me for letters that he has received because I have delivered excellent customer service. And I always thought... One day, somebody's going to see me, and I'm going to use this to build a business. And I always, like, when I delivered service, I just thought, how can I serve this person best, like my dad has taught me, to really just show them the face of Jesus and be Jesus where I am, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so I went to England, and when I returned to England... I wasn't supposed to work because we earned a lot of money. We came home with a lot of money and I thought that was it. Now I have kids. Everything is sorted. And then we lost half of that money Mm. with a scam. Ooh, enough. And suddenly we had half of what we were supposed to have. And we had a dream of building a house cash. And suddenly we had almost nothing after seven years of hard work. I tell you, we were devastated. But in that moment, what I used to do is every morning I would make a sandwich for my husband and make a sandwich for him to give away. And this one morning I was standing there making a sandwich for himself and, and one to give away. And I said, God, what can I do? We need finances. We sit with a house that's half built. How am I going to survive this financially? And, and what? Please show me the light. And then I heard his voice very clearly and he said, but do what you do now. You love making food. Do that. And that day was the start of a company called Fresh Saldana Catering. Mm. And all I had at that stage was 200 rand. And I started a business with 200 rand. And on that note, I want to share something that's really meant to me. It's a scripture, it's a, it's a piece out of the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to share this because I didn't realize it at the time, but when I now look at this scripture, it really means a lot to me. So it's out of 2 Kings, verse 4. And I'm just going to read it. Yes, please do. Thank you. It's the widow's olive oil. The wife of a man from the company... Of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slave. Elisha replied to her and said, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she answered and said, Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. And Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask just for a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept 
boring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there's not a jar left. And then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God and he said, go, sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. So I want to come back to that 200 rand. If anybody asked me, what, what did I have at that stage? It was really just that 200 rand. We lost all our money. We had a house that, wasn't, that was half built. I was staying at my mum and dad's house. We had nothing. I just had a 200 rand. And I went out and I went to the supermarket and I bought bread and I bought ham and I bought some really cheap packaged material and I started getting up 4 o'clock in the morning and making sandwiches and biscuits and muffins. And that is how a massive company started. Just with 200 rand and then I would say my son's pram. Because I, I, I started with trays. The trays were like too small. And I had to make something or do something to have a car to push all the food around. But God really blessed me. I converted my son's pram. I stuffed him out of the pram. He had to walk. <laughs> and I used 200 rand. And that was the beginning of an amazing journey. Oh, my word, Arvindine. Just that one line in that text, what do you have in your hand? You know, um, and I think that concept doesn't just apply to entrepreneurship, but it just applies to life as well. Many a times we give in, we feel overburdened, we don't realize that the solution is actually right there. The answer is right within our reach, within what we already have. And thank you for sharing that bit of your testimony. Um, dear listeners, I think it's so appropriate at this time. You know, we're in, I can't even say the middle of COVID-19 and restrictions and so forth because we don't know. It's a journey. It's a journey that's new to all of us. And here, Arundine has certainly for me given hope again in terms of there is always something we can do. And I certainly trust that you have been inspired by that insert as well. We're going to go to another song now, and this one is called The God That Cannot Fail by John Stans. Is that correct, John Stans? That is correct. Lovely. <laughs> this is one of Arundine's songs, or all these songs really, is hers, as it always is, my guest selection. The God That Cannot Fail. So, dear listeners, may this be an inspiration to you as you reflect on what R and D just said and listen to the song. Well, Enjoy. Well, I guess you've all heard the story. Tell us about how in the Bible it was told about the three little he. And those idols made of gold, and how the evil king, oh, he commanded that every knee should bow to. They said, do what you must, we're gonna put our trust in that God that cannot Never, he can never, oh, he can never, never fail, oh, he's a great God, Jehovah, so greatly to the grave, now he 
Dear listeners, welcome back to Testify on Eden FM. I am Ingrid Carly Moses, and uh, with me is my guest, Arundine Lachrancy. Sorry, Lachrancy, correct? Yes, sorry. As always, you know, sometimes the pronunciation English Afrikaans, Lachrancy, Lagrange. So, yes, Arundine Lachrancy. Um, and uh, she's telling us about her testimony of how she got to be an entrepreneur, uh, coming from a state of, of um, prosperity, um, losing almost everything, and needing to find her way back in terms of um, providing for a family and then really just rebuilding themselves, them being herself and her husband and her children at that stage. So, Arundine, here you were, pushing uh, your goodies in the pram, having your son walking with you, um, going into the marketplace with your goodies now that you've been inspired uh, to create through your talents for cooking, your love for cooking, and what you've had at your disposal. How did things turn around for you? Because I think, you know, sometimes we make it sound so easy. Oh, I just had a 200 rand. Oh, I had a 100 rand. Oh, I was living in my car. So forth and so on. And, and we tend to sometimes forget the struggle, but there is blessing in the struggle too and coming through that. Absolutely. But I want to go, just go back to that verse. You know, mm-hmm. if you look at 2 Kings verse 4, the woman says, I've got nothing. Except, mm-hmm. But then she says, she's got something. First she says, good for nothing. Then she says, I've got something. And this is many times what we as entrepreneurs do. We always look at the things that we don't have and say, if only I had this, if only I had that, then I could be successful, then I can build on something. But for me, this is the biggest lesson for entrepreneurs. What do you have? And you see, if you think about your skills, if you think about your experience, um, and where you come from, that is things that you have in your hands. So I started, I woke up four o'clock in the morning, every morning, Monday to Friday, and made soup and sandwiches and baked things. And I became like a little celebrity in Sultana. <laughs> you didn't believe it. People were waiting for me at the police station. They were waiting for me. They couldn't wait for me to bring my fresh it's always fresh because business of yeah. business with integrity. Remember, mm-hmm. so it was well priced, mm-hmm. 
I made sure it was the freshest ingredients that I could afford, the best that I could afford. Mm -hmm. And I really did that from a serving heart. Every sandwich was the most amazing, beautiful sandwich. And, and people just, you know, they, they, they used to run to be first at my pram so mm. that they can get the nicest sandwich. <laughs> and I love that. And you know what? If you hear where I stopped at the end with this business, I was still going on, but where it all... That was the best time of my business. I used to walk through offices and pray with people and close the doors and say, let me pray for you today. And, and it was amazing how God just used me um, and the joy that I felt from having nothing, going to this business. So what happened was, there was this one, a company, they, they had massive... Uh, company in the West Coast, this company started in the West Coast, and um, it was truck driver, so it's a, a transport company, okay. and the boss of this company purchased a sandwich with me every day, mm-hmm. and after about a month, he approached me and he said, you know what, your, your food is fresh, it's mm-hmm. delicious, it's, cost, it, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's well priced, mm-hmm. I want to give you this opportunity and offer you a kitchen on my site. Wow. And you don't have to pay a single cent rent. You mm-hmm. must just take this product to my site. Mm-hmm. And that's where, and suddenly I had a kitchen mm. with free water and electricity, everything included. Mm. From that kitchen, I started making food for Transnet School of Rail with mm. a massive contract. Mm. From that kitchen, I started making food for the CEOs of international companies. Yeah. And I didn't pay a cent rent, I didn't pay water, I didn't pay, and still I provided the service that this owner of this massive company asked me to deliver. Mm. And God just really blessed the work of my hands. So now I also want to say, by the grace of God, I have achieved the success. But I want to say this, it's not by my own strength. Mm. I cannot stand on my two legs and say, because I was clever, or I was good, or I did anything special. I just stuck to the three principles that my dad taught me. That's all that I, if anything, that if there is anything that I've done right, it was only that I was able to stand on those three principles that my dad taught me. The CEO of Transnet said, there is no competition for what this woman does. I never had a day chef training in my life. Mm. I was there doing corporate functions for Transnet, doing board meetings for massive companies. Mm. And after that, I got another kitchen in town. Where they just handed the kitchen to me in a major shop and well, said, here's another kitchen for you. Mm. You don't have to pay anything. Mm. With industrial ovens. Mm. And after that, I got another kitchen at a commercial dining school. Mm. And from there, I made food for oil rigs out of that kitchen. Mm. So God, obviously, I had the right principles, and I really tried to. And I've made mistakes. We all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I really try to treat everybody as my equal. Try mm. to make a difference in everybody's life. Have family as workers. And, mm. you know, not my own family, but people that work for me, I treat mm. it like my own child or my mm. own family member. And... Um, but God has really took this tiny little company, this sandwich-making business. Mm. And you know, somebody once stopped me in Saldana. This was in Saldana. And this lady said to me, Hi, oh, Shane, look at you. You are the wife of a professional civil engineer. Mm. Yet you are pushing a little cart with food. Your friend. Shame, I feel so sorry for you. Mm. And I looked at it and I was so shocked because I was so proud. Not, there's a difference between pride and proud. Yes. I was proud of the product. I was proud of the service I was delivering. Mm. I loved that. And she, and she looked at me with such pity and I said to her, Hey, don't despise the days of small beginnings. I will become the biggest catering company in Saldana. And we are the prophet of our own lives. Oh, absolutely. Our words speak life or death. And in you cutting that right there is what also, I believe, was part of your trajectory into that, onto that successful journey. 
Um, and dear listeners, I want this, you really to consider what Orindeen just said there now. Because many a times we start something, we have the faith, we know we've got the favor of God, we know we're on the right track. And then we get a comment like that, and it's so easy for us to be despondent. It's easy for us to lose that faith and lose the focus. And I want to encourage you right now to just take what she said and truly understand the value of that. Because yes, it is about knowing who you are and what you're doing it for. Because words spoken like that, if you take it on, it can kill the spirit that's within you. Absolutely. Mm. Wow, Orindine. I just I, I, I was smiling as you were talking about your pram, inverted commas. <laughs> it was an actual pram. It you know, was. The food cart, the food cart was it the pram. It worked so well. Wow. It was amazing. I had some little drawers, plastic yes. drawers. I had mm. a, a plastic filing cabinet on top of the pram. So yeah. I stopped and you can open the drawers, browse through my shop. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dear listeners, if this is an inspiration, then really, I don't know. But what an awesome story. Um, and just to think about that, yes, what do we have in our hand? What are we capable of? You don't need to have gone and studied and have degrees or whatever. You know, it's about your, your situation right now. Right now, you have everything that you need to change. You have everything that you need to make a success. You have everything that you need to be able to grow into the person that you are meant to be and create that opportunity. What an inspiration. We're going to go to another song now um, and just allow what Arundine said to settle into your spirit. And this one is Good, Good Father by Bethel Music. Um, and um, yes, let us truly know where our strength comes from. Let us truly know who our guide is in this life. Because it will go through ups and downs. We'll go on a journey that's unplanned with all the good intentions. But if we know that it's all for the glory of God, then we'll know what He has in store for us. Oh, thousand stories of what Think you're like, but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are.
Welcome back. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM. I am Ingrid Carly Moses, and with me in studio this evening is Aaron Dean, a new friend. But oh, what a joyous friend and friendship has established in this time. And dear listeners, those of you that have been tuned in to the start of the program can just hear that excitement and joy in her voice. That's her personality. She's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, Arundine's been telling us about her entrepreneurial story and um, the journey she went on. Uh, and, you know, starting from small beginnings into having these opportunities, access to these opportunities of growing your business through the various stages. Um, you also mentioned, Oren Dean, that, you know, there were some obstacles along the way, things, mistakes that you made and so forth. Yes, you've overcome them. Uh, is there anything you want to share with the listeners in terms of those learnings? Anything that you feel, you know, was, was, was things that transitioned you or, some, or, or something that our learners can, can benefit from? I listen. Sorry, I also just said learners now. We are facilitators, and that's our connection. Sorry, dear listeners, but yes, this evening is also a learning opportunity. Sorry, Arlene. You know, sure. Um, there's so many things that I can take because this. I started this about this business 14 years ago. And at the end of the day, I want to say where it ended. It ended with this massive contract where I had 100 guys. It changed from food Mm -hmm. to accommodation into a contract where I had to give accommodation for 100 guys, do the food, transport, laundry. It was a Mm. huge contract. This Mm. is an entrepreneur's dream. Mm -hmm. So all things are possible. Mm. If I think about things that really had an effect on me halfway through this process. Um, we had a contract with Transnet, School of Rail, and, and that was quite a big contract. And, and we lost that contract to somebody that was quite close to me. Mm-hmm. That person went behind our back. He had contact with Transnet. Oh, I'm sorry to say this now. This mm-hmm. is not maybe a good platform, but... Things happen, mm. and we lost that contract. Mm-hmm. And this lady was also in our church, mm. so she heard me testify about this. That I'm, and she decided that she was going to go behind my back and steal that contract from me. But you know what? When it happened, of course, I was so sad. Mm. And those are the kind of things that can really break somebody's back. It can really break you and discourage you as an entrepreneur. Mm. And that day I made a decision because I always say about your energy, your energy Mm. is the most expensive resource that you have and you have to make that decision how you're going to spend that energy. And that day I made a quality decision to pray for that lady and to bless her Mm -hmm. with that business. I bless her. it was such a learning curve for me. I don't know what. I've always said possessed me. <laughs> because it felt like... It was so, a spirit. <laughs> it, was like, it was so... Anybody else in that circumstance mm-hmm. would have said, ah, how could this woman dare? And let me contact head office and let me expose and let yeah. me... But I decided that day to cover, mm-hmm. to let go, and even to pray for her that God would bless her mm-hmm. with that business. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me to pull out and just to let go. But that day, I was also standing, I remember at this little shop, and I said, God, if, I want to ask you, bless me in business, even if it's just to create jobs for other women and to empower them. If that's the only thing you do with my business, I am happy with that. And God has really blessed me in business, and I'm so grateful. Um, but that was a major lesson. You know, when something like that happens, yeah. let go. Don't hang on. Bless. Pray. Don't give up and don't let things like that discourage you. And my husband had this beautiful thing. My husband, my biggest fan. I love him to bits. But, and we've been married for many years, for 24 but he always used to ask me, when I had a bad day of business or things didn't go according to plan, he would ask me, tell me, did you go 
backwards today? Did you stand still mm. or did you move forward? Mm. And then I would look at that and i say, you know what, Hyman, maybe I didn't go forward today, but I didn't go backwards. Yeah. Then he says, well, that's okay. Then you're just at a standstill. Mm. Learn and grow from that. And that really helped me. You know, to, to, because like, ah, oh, I can't take this anymore, this is too much. I work from 5 o'clock to 10 o'clock at the night, uh, 6 days, 7 days a week, non-stop for 6 months. And he was always there to do, encourage me. And that's what I also want to say to entrepreneurs. You know, first of all, look at what you do have, not at what you don't have. Because that's going to break your back. If you look, constantly look at what you don't have then that's going to, you won't be able to go, to move forward. Yeah. And then if you constantly think, it's like a woman trying to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. COVID-19 lockdown. Oh my goodness. You keep on getting on the scale. Mm. You don't have, it's like you constantly, every morning you want to get on the scale. Mm. But that's the wrong approach. And then you want to lose heart because you haven't lost that kilo today. So now tomorrow I'm going to mm. stuff it up and just mm. eat whatever I want. Oh, what's the use of this? Actually? Yes, that kind and of that's attitude. the same with business. Because mm. if you constantly put yourself on that scale, to tell yourself, even if this was a standstill day or a standstill week or month, it is okay. Because I know the plans that God has for me. It's good plans to prosper me. I serve a good, good father. It's a God that wants to bless me. I am blessed. You know, and to constantly remind yourself of the, the blessings in the Bible and the promises in the Bible, you know. And I would really say, if you, that's the other thing. Business with integrity. About three months before we lost this money, this is years ago, I had a dream. Mm. about God despising people that doesn't do business with integrity. Wow. And I woke up and I said, but why? This is not for me. Why do I have to dream? Then I opened the Bible and it was the whole, I, I read the scripture about mm. God hated a certain nation because they didn't do business with integrity. Mm. And I thought, but God, I don't even have a business yet. What is this all about? Mm. But I realized, for me, rather not take the deal. If you have to bribe anybody or go behind somebody's back or wheel and deal or scam, then I don't want that business. I'm going to do business with integrity. And then the other thing is, I never... Uh, I think about the song The Gambler, you know, mm -hmm. you got to know when to hold them and, yes. and then you never count your money mm -hmm. when you're sitting at the table. table. And that's the other thing. I always think about that song because I never counted my money. Mm. I delivered the service that I delivered from a serving heart. Mm. And it seems like, or I know, that God looks at the heart and just bless the work of my hands because he knows this comes from a serving heart. I don't look at the prophet and constantly make sums and say, no, let me put less ham or less chicken mayonnaise on a sandwich because I need to make double the profit. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is short-sightedness in business. Mm. Always do business with integrity. And that's going to be a major... It's, it might be an obstacle in people's lives. Yeah. But I do believe that is something that you need to hold on to. You need those values mm -hmm. and you need to hold on to them. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Wow, Arendine. What an you know, insightful example to that value. Um, and listeners, it's an opportunity for you to consider also for yourself. In your business, are you working with integrity? Where are you? Because you've got to acknowledge that and where aren't you? Um, where could you do better? Where do you know that you actually haven't been honest and truthful in your dealings? And make the decision now, right this minute, right now, as we are sitting here, commit yourself and commit to the Lord and say, I understand and I believe and I hear you, God, that this is not the way to do it. And decide to change and take action. Fantastic. So you were talking about faith, you were talking about integrity and hard work. 
And I mean, in this um, examples Aaron Dean gave is yes, getting up at four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning. It's part of the game. So you, you know, putting your like I say, a pedal to the metal, yeah, pedal to the metal, not the metal to the pedal, whatever. <laughs> trying to use the, the phrases here doesn't really help. But really, staying staying focused, knowing that that's the outcome. And I was thinking about this myself the other day in terms of some of the struggles I'm going through in my business and I was thinking what legacy do I want to leave for my child because she's observing what's happening every single day and learning through observation of how I'm dealing with it. And for me, one of those key things was hard work. You know, my mom started in a in a factory. She worked in a, in, in factories all her life. Shoe factory, bag factory. That was the context she grew up in. Um, and she worked in and yes, yeah, she didn't make a lot of money, but the and there were faults too. But the one thing I know I learned from my mom was hard work. Mm-hmm. I could see her getting up in the morning, the commitment that came with that as well, you know, um, and the love for the job, yes. you know, putting it in there, putting the effort in there, um, and that becomes so important because it spills over into your legacy into your prosperity, into every aspect of your life. And you've got children that feed. You've got children, not even maybe your own children, dear listeners, but those that you have the power to influence. Those within your sphere of influence observe through our doing. Not through what we're saying, through our doing. So what a wonderful example. Um, Orendine, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners uh, in terms of, I don't know, that, that comes with your, your your concept, your thinking, your teaching about entrepreneurship. I want to go back to what do you have in your hands? Mm-hmm. Because for me, now, like you know, I facilitate that train and my heart is with entrepreneurs. I want to empower, I've got this thing that I mm-hmm. say, I want to empower, support women because mm-hmm. I love women. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm married to a man, but I love <laughs> Women and the way that we do things and mm. our passion and our heart and the softness and the mm. gentleman and then mm. we the gentleness and then suddenly you know we ho- we work hard and mm. we are so many things. Mm. I respect men. Sorry, mm. men, if I step on any toes, I mm. don't mean to. Mm. But it's just that you know I say I want to empower and support women. But I want to come back to I very rarely. I've met an entrepreneur that didn't tell me, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. Mm. I, I don't, and that's what I want to come back to. Mm. Uh, in my kitchen, I've got a bright red smoke mm. oven. Mm-hmm. Would you believe me, I only got that oven after I finished every single catering contract that I ever had. <laughs> I never owned a good stove. Mm. I told you about the shop that I had. Mm. I had two working plugs in that shop. Mm. A gas stove, a, a second-hand gas stove, and mm. a three-plate stove that didn't work well. Mm. I never thought about what do I not have. Mm. I never had the fancy things. Honestly, mm. Ingrid, I mm. never had the fancy equipment, the mm. beautiful stoves. Mm. I never had that. Mm. Yet I made business. If you think about it, one of the biggest contracts that I had um, 80 guys, three meals a day, a budget of 400 rand per person, mm. Monday to Friday, six months non-stop. Mm. Now I'm telling you, I didn't have the fancy ovens, mm. and the evening meal was a three-course meal. Wow. I had a small little chip fryer mm. and basic mm. things, but I really made top quality food with a lot of effort and a lot of love. Mm. And I was, like I said, I was proud of what I, what I, what I created. Mm. So, so that's what I want to come back to. You constantly sit there and you think about the things that you don't have. Mm. And my biggest testimony is that I gave accommodation to a hundred guys, mm. guest house accommodation to a hundred guys with properties that I didn't own mm. and furniture that wasn't mine. But I had this massive contract. Mm. And, and that is, you, the way that you see things might be your biggest obstacle. Yes. Constantly thinking, oh, I need the funds. I need government yes. to sponsor this. I need, 
I want to say that because yeah. I've recently done some entrepreneurship training mm. and I had a whole room of people thinking that they're going to get funds. Mm. And the sad thing is that they might not get the funds. But what is in your hands? And that same day with that training session, I handed somebody... Um, uh, sorry, my Afrikaans is actually my first language. <laughs> so I handed somebody a needle mm. and a toilet gare, what's that? Three, yes, three. A needle and three, yes. I, I learned, because this person said she had a business idea, she wanted to do alterations. Mm -hmm. But she didn't have a, a needlework machine. Yes, a machine. And I gave her a piece of string and some thread and I said, mm. now you have a business. Mm. And she looked at this. And how can this be a business? I said, yes, you can start basic sewing with what I have given you. Mm. But it's just, a, it's how do you see things? Do you look at this all and say, oh, actually, I've got nothing? I, I really want to go back to that scripture. You know, and say, that woman only, she said she had nothing. And then she changed her whole life with the nothing that she had. Wow, yes, uh, sure. You've just made me think of an example in my own life. At, um, at one stage, I had a, a mentor um, that was helping me through um, just getting through some obstacles in my leadership style and ability with my team uh, and growing my team. And the one thing I kept on saying to her is, um, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. And I said that about myself. And she would listen to me a few, few sessions. And then one day I could see her irritation. She said to me, I want you to stop saying that, that you're not creative. Because how you've come to me to tell me and share with me how you have approached certain problems and, you know, overcome them tells me that you're creative. And what I, why I'm sharing the example is because, again, it's a mindset thing. I thought creativity meant I can't paint, I can't draw, I don't have the ability to come up with amazing recipes or cook well. But I didn't think about creativity in the context of solving a problem, in the context of finding another way to, mm -hmm. to address an issue. Um, and, and that's what I just want to use as an example, in that we get stuck in our own mindset and Absolutely. that becomes the obstacle right. instead of looking at the opportunity and looking at what we have. Absolutely. So, yeah. I want to add something to that as well. Mm -hmm. You know, people used to look at me and say, oh, you are so special and that's why I started mm -hmm. this and said, please don't, don't think of me. <laughs> it wasn't me because I never, I, I don't even have a recipe book on my name. Mm -hmm. I make food for CEOs of transit. I mm -hmm. don't even have a recipe book. Mm -hmm. I never had any training, but the thing is that people would ask me, oh, you are so special because you could start this mm. small business and change it within to this, within everything you touch turns to gold. That, that might be true, but I don't think that I've got anything else that you don't mm. have. Yes. God yes. gave us, it's just a matter of you using what mm. God gave you mm. and developing the skills that you need. Mm. And you know what? The interesting thing is, Ingrid, mm. I sometimes think of myself and then I think, can I actually cook food? <laughs> I, I think, really? I think, sure, I burn the potatoes. Mm. I make a mess of things. And mm. yet there I was, cooked food for mm. top people. And I did it. And mm. I did an excellent job. I mean, if mm. the CEO of Transit said there's no competition for this woman done, mm. then it must have been good. Yes. But we box ourselves. Absolutely. Uh, we like to put ourselves in a box. Mm. And I say, God, please open my eyes so mm. that I can see the dreams that you dream about me. Fantastic. Yes. Absolutely. And you know, one other thing that also, um, and this is the final uh, uh, connection um, that I think is, in, is key to make, dear listeners, with this topic this evening is not to underestimate the network we have around us. Um, the people that God has put in our context. In that story also, the, the, the lady with the jar sends the son to the neighbors to, to collect the jars. And that is really something that I know in my space has been very significant. Um, and there you go, listeners. Um, also consider who are the individuals, who are the people God has positioned around you in order 
to make this transition, to prosper, uh, to fulfill your purpose. Thank you, Arendine. Wow, uh, we can talk so much longer. We've got so much to still speak about. And maybe, um, you know, I'll invite you back in a later stage again and we'll continue with this and broaden a bit more on this topic. Um, listeners, I hope that you have um, truly received a blessing this evening in this conversation, through this conversation, understanding just. Um, what is possible within your current context. Let us not allow the COVID-19 challenges and everything that comes with, us, with it to get us under. But let us keep our eyes focused on the Lord. We've played some fantastic songs this evening. You know, the God that cannot fail. Yes, he cannot fail. And so he's within us and he allows us to prosper. Um, good, good Father, always there for us. Always the one that's there to guide us, lead us, and turn the impossible into the possible. I'm going to ask Arendine to close the show this evening with a prayer, um, and then we're going to play out uh, with our final song. So, dear listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for your prayers. I know you pray um, for this program and for myself as well. And I pray for you too. Thank you for your support and the messages you always send. Remember to tune to uh, check Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash testify ministry. And uh, there I also post the link to the podcast that's now on Anchor. Um, all the shows now are also uh, loaded up as podcasts, so if you don't get to hear this or you want to share this uh, program with someone else, you can share it with them through the podcast. Arendi, please pray for us. Thank you. I just want to say something about the last song that I chose, mm-hmm. Friends in High Places. We always say if we just have a boot that can kick us in, you know, we just need that contact. But we already have all the contacts we need. We have friends in high places, and Mm -hmm. that is God. And that's all that we need, really. So, yeah, thank you for your time today. And and I pray that God will just bless you and and just close eyes. And let me just do a prayer for you. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, we are... We just rely on you. You are our strength. You are our hope. Lord, you are our anchor in this crazy time. Lord, and today we just, we surrender. We trust in you. Our hope is in you. Lord, our hope is not in humans and other people. Our hope is only, only in you. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will open the eyes of the people, that they will see opportunities, that they will see what they do have, that they will be thankful for the blessings that you have already given them. Lord, that they will look inside themselves and see see opportunities, see possibilities, and look at what you, the gifts that you already given them their personalities, who they are, their serving heart. And Lord, that you will just bring up strong women, or men, God, that you will use as powerful business women and men to make a difference in South Africa. Lord, thank you for your favor. We already have your favor. You are our friends in high places. So we thank you for your favor. Favor God with you and favor with humans. We thank you, Lord that you are a good, good Father. We thank you for your kindness, your mercy, your grace, and your favor. Amen. Amen. Jane out with friends in high places by Hillsong. Good night. I was a need and I needed a friend. I was alone.